OT's podcast, What Occupies Your Time. Join Integrative OT to learn about what occupational therapy is, how it can help in just about any area of your life, and why it only takes a few tweaks to your habits, routines, and roles for you to become empowered. How you live your life is important. Let's discover healthy ways of being and doing together. Let's live a meaningful life on purpose. Hey guys, welcome to episode 18. I cannot believe we are getting so close to episode 20. I can't believe that Integrative OT has 18 podcast episodes. That makes my heart so happy. And I apologize for being a week late on this podcast. School has been crazy getting back into. My son's has started back to baseball. um, And my own school, getting my doctorate, has been quite heavy this semester. I'm taking three courses, which is nine hours. Um, So that has been a lot to get used to and try to finagle schedules and such while keeping up with two other jobs as well. So um, I have a lot on my plate and that actually is what led me to do um, this podcast today. Actually, I am recording this episode specifically around self-compassion and EFT. So that's called the emotional freedom technique. I don't know if any of y'all have ever heard of that. Some people just know it as tapping. It's something that's used in cognitive behavioral therapists uh, or therapies, excuse me, which with psychologists. It's also used in um, some of the work I do with trauma clients. So I wanted to just touch on that today because actually that's really what I'm needing today. So I am hoping that this will resonate with someone else who may be needing it. Self-compassion is something that I feel like is overused and misunderstood. It is definitely not the same thing as self-care. Self-compassion actually is something that was created by Kristen Neff. She has a fantastic book and website. If you're interested at all, she actually has a test for how well you do with self-compassion. It's multiple choice on her website. Um, It's selfcompassion.org slash self-compassion test. And I will put that link in the show notes so that you can take it if you want. But it actually analyzes you in a couple of different areas of self-compassion. One of the things that I love about her specific take on this is that there is yin self-compassion and there is yang self-compassion. So we know that yin is that flow energy. It's um, a lot of the times associated with feminine attributes, whereas the masculine is our, our big energy, our fierce energy that's a lot of the times associated with masculine energy. So self-compassion has both yin and yang. So a yin self-compassion would be knowing that you are tired and taking a rest. That would be a a wonderful activity in practicing yin self-compassion. Yang self-compassion would be holding space for your righteous anger and putting up a boundary that's going to not only help support you, but also protect the relationship for wherever that boundary was crossed that made you so angry in the first place. So there's multiple different kinds of self-compassion and different ways that you can do it. So one of the very first things I'm going to go over is just a couple of my favorite self-compassion activities. One of the things that I love that Kristen Neff talks about, if you've ever heard her speak or read her books or um, seen a TED Talk or a video, is she talks about 
saying to yourself when you are struggling or having a hard moment or a hard day or a hard year (laughs) is saying, this is hard right now. Just kind of having that, that mindfulness take on it, the awareness that this right now is hard. This sucks. And then also saying, I am not alone in this. Someone somewhere is experiencing this or has experienced something similar. So connecting with that common humanity and then just offering yourself a piece of compassion. You could say, one of the things I say to myself is, I have proven time and time again that I am resilient. So even though this sucks, I know that I'm not alone and I know that I can get through this. I can support myself. And a lot of the times I can, I sometimes do that with a hand over my heart or hands around my arms, kind of like a self hug. Um, You can also do this with the bilateral stimulation that I talked about in the, in the trauma episode where you have your hands crossed. It's called the butterfly hug. You have your hands crossed on your chest. And so one hand is tapping one shoulder or collarbone area and the other hand taps the other. Um, That just kind of helps it sink into your brain a little bit better, which also is what EFT, the emotional freedom technique, the tapping technique I'm going to talk about does as well. So for a couple of my favorite self-compassion activities, there is called, it's called compassionate movement. So there's a couple of different ways you can do this. You can do one that's more anchoring. So this I actually love to do outside because I feel like just feet on the ground or the dirt or the grass or whatever is really grounding. You are soaking up the earth's magnetic energy field, the, the resonance that's there, that vibration you are bringing into yourself and it is a vibration that immediately relaxes our body and makes us feel more grounded. So I recommend doing this standing on the ground, sitting with your back against a tree, or obviously you can do this in your house, sitting or standing, whatever's easiest for you. So you would stand or sit, um, making sure that the, the, the soles of your feet are touching the floor. So whether that's sitting with your feet on the floor, standing with your feet on the floor, or like I said, doing this outside, but you can rock forward and back side to side just solely noticing what is happening in your feet. Another way you can do this is with a body scan. You can scan from your feet up and just notice any sensations you feel, or you can start at your head and scan down. The reason that I scan from your feet up is because a lot of the times people who have had trauma they feel like they have a lot going on in their head Um, or people who really aren't experiencing trauma, but just are experiencing anxious, ruminating thoughts. It's hard to start in your head if that's kind of what your emotional space is at the moment. So starting at your feet kind of helps again, ground you. But a lot of, I would venture to say that most of us have not had something traumatic happen with our feet to where if we focus on our feet, it causes a panic reaction, which can happen if you start on your head um, or in a place that you're having pain or something. So that's one of the reasons I start from your feet and go up. So sometimes our bodies disappoint us and we just have to really be with ourselves and be really tender with our body for a moment. Our body is doing the best that it can all the time. 
whether we feel like that's true or not, <laughs> our body is doing the best it can. So we can offer whatever level of compassion feels comfortable. So I never force anyone to say things like, I love myself, because I know that that's hard for a lot of people. Maybe you could start off with saying, thank you for all you're doing. Thank you for having strong legs that help me walk. Um, or you could say, I know you're doing the best you can. I appreciate all that you're doing. Uh, or if you if that feels weird to talk to your body in that way, you could tell yourself, I appreciate all that I'm doing, all that I can do. I'm doing the best I can. Um, if you feel like going further with this, you could say, I don't hate you. You know, if you, if you don't feel comfortable with saying, I love you or I love my body and, and kind of meditating on that mantra, you could just simply say, I don't hate you. That's a start. Another thing that I talk with a lot of people about is that voice in your head. Um, and I know I've mentioned this with the internal family systems theory, whoever is driving the bus, that's who is in our head. That's who's speaking to us. That's who's driving our motivations, our behaviors, our feelings. That's who has the wheel in our life. So I would love for you to have your absolute best friend on a bus with you. And I would love for you to talk to yourself the way that you would talk to one of your best friends, the way that you would talk to your child. I don't think many of us would say, oh my gosh, you look so fat in that. You better go upstairs and change because that is, you are just disgusting. <laughs> like the way we talk to ourselves sometimes. I doubt any of us would say that to our children. Um, so maybe talk to yourself like you would talk to your child or how you would talk to your best friend or someone else that you love. Because I would love for that person, the best friend piece of you, to be driving the bus instead of the inner critic or the judge. So speak to yourself the way that you would speak to your child or to your best friend. So again, kind of covering the yin with the comforting and the soothing, the validating. There's also that yang, like I mentioned, with the protection, the provider, the motivator. So one of the ways that you can get in touch with this is to write a letter to yourself. So you can write it as, you can write a letter to yourself as if you are the protector. So what would you say to a trusted loved one if you were protecting them? Okay, well, write that like you're saying it to yourself, like someone else is saying that to you. Um, you can also write a letter to you from your wise sage then read it to yourself. That's a really good way to do it. Writing letters to yourself is something that I, I really enjoy. And then working with those negative beliefs. So note, just kind of notice which ones you identify with. Is there a particular context and in, in where they show up for you? So some negative beliefs would be that I'm not good enough. I'm a fraud. I'm not wanted. I'm weird. There's something wrong with me. I'm defective. Um, some others could be, I am helpless. I am weak. Um, I can't do anything right. I'm a failure. I'm incapable. I am unimportant. I have no power. So just notice which ones of those resonate with you. And then you can say a statement out loud that kind of validates what it feels like to hold those beliefs. So you could say like, gosh, it is so painful when I have the thought that 
I can't do anything right, that I'm not good enough. And then you can write about how this is a journal um, exercise if you haven't caught on to that. <laughs> I don't think I mentioned that at the beginning. Um, then you would write about how those beliefs are just part of being human. So kind of like what I said, millions of people out there probably feel this way or have felt this way at some point in time. And then writing some words of kindness to yourself as if you were speaking to a friend or a child. So you could say, gosh, I'm so sorry that you feel this way. I can see how incredibly painful that is. I want you to know that I don't believe this about you. Even if you don't really believe that, I want you to like fake it till you make it with this. So even if you really do feel that way, because obviously you do, it's a negative belief you hold about yourself, write it as if you're writing it to someone else and then read it to yourself. So we're going to fake this one until we make it. Please know that I don't believe this about you. Another way that we can look at self-compassion is kind of identifying unmet needs. A lot of the times we have to have somebody else help us with this, but you could look at asking yourself, what basic human need do I have or did I have at the time that you're, you were experiencing this sadness or upset or whatever that was not met? So, you know, we all have the need to be seen, the need to be heard, the need to feel safe, to feel a connection with others like we belong, um, the need to be respected, the need to feel special sometimes like we, like we really are important and worth being on this earth, um, the need to feel loved and, and protected. So we kind of, so the hands that have been reaching outward, so when we give help to others, a lot of the times an under reason why we might do this would be that we're longing to receive that same care and support from others. So the hands that you use to reach outward can become the hands that give you that core, the sort, the support that you need. So we have other resources besides outside people. We have ourselves. Um, one of the, one of my favorite activities with this is called the restoration team. It was something that I learned when I was getting my trauma certification and it is just a beautiful meditation. So if anybody is interested, you can email me or reach out on social media and I'll send you that. I have it as like a little word document, but it is just fabulous. I absolutely love it. Um, and a lot of people will say, I don't want to meet my own needs. I want XYZ to meet them, or I shouldn't have to meet my own needs. This should be something that my parents met for me. Sure. And while that may be true, we can't go back in time and make someone meet those needs for us. So we have those feelings of hurt and they've maybe never been validated. So absolutely take some time if you're still in that angry phase of, I don't want to have to meet my own needs. They should have been met for me. Take that time to validate that absolutely they should have. Yes, they should have. Every child growing up should have had the needs met that they felt like they belonged in their family, like they were seen and heard and loved and safe. So I've mentioned some negative beliefs. I want to touch on for a second how you relate to good qualities about yourself. So many people, especially women, cannot accept compliments. And it kind of drives me crazy. And I know that I'm probably being hypocritical because I'm not the greatest with receiving compliments. I have tried to be better. 
But if you don't feel comfortable appreciating your good qualities, look into why that is. If someone says you look pretty today, you should be able to say thank you. But so many of us, myself included, can't do that. So let's so you can ask yourself some of these questions. Are you afraid of becoming arrogant? Is that something that is negative to you? Um, are you afraid of becoming complacent? Maybe you feel like being hard on yourself pushes you to be better. Um, do you feel separate from other people? Like you are not part interconnected and part of the group. So my activity for you, if you are struggling with accepting compliments, would be to close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths, and put your hands on your heart. Then I would tell you to name five things that you appreciate for yourself. And let me just tell you, when I first did this years ago, it took me it took me three times probably coming back to this activity to be able to name five things. So name five things that you appreciate about yourself. If you can't get to five, name three. And consider each of these qualities and kind of just give yourself a round of applause. You know, like I said with the example earlier, I have lived through two years without my dad being here since he died. And when that first happened, I did not think that this day would be here. I didn't think I could do it. And I see that I can. Um, And that took a lot of bravery. That took a lot of resiliency. So I can say, as one of the five things I appreciate about myself, I am fairly resilient. So I'm going to give myself a round of applause for that. Another thing you can do are considering the people who helped you develop this quality. So my mom and my brother and my husband, I mean, there's a ton of people, but you know, those are the first three people that come to mind. And then wanting to be, wanting to show that resiliency and bravery to my children. That was again, a fake it till you make it thing sometimes, but consider the people who helped you develop that. And you can think about them and send them a silent little nod of appreciation. Um, So those are some ways that you can look at that because the compliments that we get a lot of the times you look nice. I mean, that's a very nice compliment to get. And perhaps there's no one that helped us get that way besides maybe our parents genetically. Um, But a lot of the things you appreciate about yourself are things that you've learned through time. They are things you've learned from other people in your life. And sometimes to, to me, that helps accept those qualities about myself a little bit easier when I was first starting to do this. So moving into the EFT section of this podcast, um, the emotional freedom technique, like I mentioned, a lot of people just know it as tapping. It works on, um, I'm not honestly sure if it's more like chakra or meridians, but, but just the energy field around us and those acupressure points. So it's actually... It's, it's actually an efficacy-based intervention. So really and truly, it does have research that backs it. I know people think it's very woo-woo, but it does help us um, remain more positive. It can lower stress and anxiety. It can help with our depression and pain. And then like I mentioned, I do this you know, a lot with um, the trauma clients that I work with. So the areas that we will be tapping 
are the very top of our head. So right in the middle of our head, you know, where if you're in yoga, they tell you, imagine a string is coming from the top of your head to the ceiling and it's pulling you straight up. That's kind of the area I'm talking about. Um, the third eye. So for those of y'all not familiar with chakras, that is in the middle of your forehead. So that is the second position. The third position is going to be your left eyebrow, then the corner of your left eye, closest to your ear, not closest to your nose. Underneath your left eye, underneath your nose, underneath your mouth on your chin, underneath your left collarbone, underneath your left armpit on your ribs. So those first few ribs right there underneath your armpit. Pinching the tips of each finger on your left hand. And then the left side of your hand underneath your pinky, the pad kind of place that's right there. So those are the positions that we will be tapping. The technique we will use it's just very gently tapping you. So the places on my face, I do this with one finger. And then I, um, like I said, squeeze the tips of my fingers. And I do about four fingers on the, the side of my hand underneath my pinky. You can also do a press and hold. You can massage in circles. You can, if you don't want to tap at all, you can just imagine tapping on those spots. So during tapping, you can just do whatever feels best for you. I close my eyes. You can also have someone else tap you. Um, that's actually been a really interesting way that I have worked with this. I prefer to tap myself. Um, and you can also tap for someone else. So you can go through and do this for yourself. Or kind of like in long distance Reiki, you can tap for someone else who's, who's struggling Okay, so the statement that you're going to use is about a sentence long, and then your reminder statement is going to be what you use with each tapping point. So don't worry, I know this sounds confusing. I'm going to go through all of this. Um, okay, so you're going to repeat this statement. So you're going to, most of the time the reason people are doing this is that they have an issue they're working with. Okay, so I'm going to say that my statement would be, even though I have, I'm having trouble breathing, at this moment I'm anxious, okay? So even though I'm having trouble breathing, I deeply and completely accept myself. And I'm going to say this while I'm doing, while I'm tapping on the, the pad of my pinky side of my hand. Even though I am having trouble breathing, I deeply and completely accept myself. Okay, then we're going to go into our tapping and we're going to do this five times on each point. And we're going to use the reminder statement, I accept myself. Or you can say, I love myself or I'm offering love. You know, whatever, the re whatever you want that shortened reminder statement to be. So you would... You can do this with your eyes open, like I said. I prefer to do it with my eyes closed. So you're going to go back up to those spots. Okay, so this is how it's going to look. I'm tapping with four fingers, my, the left side underneath my pinky. Even though I have trouble breathing, I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I'm having trouble breathing, 
I deeply and completely accept myself. All right, then I'm getting my one finger and I'm going to tap five times the top of my head. I love myself. Then I'm going to go to my third eye. I love myself. I'm going to go to my left eyebrow. I love myself. The corner of my left eye. I love myself. Underneath my left eye. I love myself. Underneath my nose, my mouth, my collarbone, my armpit. I'm going to squeeze each finger five times as I'm saying that. I love myself. And then that, that pad under the pinky side of my hand. Okay, and then I'm going to take three deep breaths. And that's basically it. So again, you can use the statements, I love myself. Um, I am loved. I offer love. I am willing to heal. Or if you're using this with little kids, um, a lot of the times that's kind of a hard concept for them. So you can say, they can say, I am loved, or they can say something as simple as, I am good. And I have actually used this on children. I've used it on my children. I've used it on um, other children that are patients of mine. And I have really seen this work well. It's a very, very calming, very somatic-based self-compassion exercise. And y'all know I'm all about incorporating the body when I'm working on trauma or self-compassion or anything, really, because the body holds all of our tension. Sure, we think about it and ruminate it in our mind. We feel it in our heart with all of our feelings and emotions, but our body tenses and holds on to it. So anyways, that is episode 18. I just wanted to give y'all a little bit of info um, on self-compassion, run you through the tapping technique. So you are welcome to go back and slow down the podcast or take notes and try it. I would love to hear if you try it and how it worked for you. Um, I will list that out on the show notes on the podcast page. um, And I will link to that self-compassion quiz that I mentioned. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, that's it for Integrative OT. Thanks so much for listening. I hope something resonated with you. Please share it with a friend and drop me a review on Apple Podcasts so it's easier for people to find me. Look forward to talking with you guys again soon.